Do you want to talk about how you're feeling right now? Oh, so many questions. What does this mean? What do I do? <laughs> Go on! Tell them what you think! I liked it. I think your calculations may have been off. I think it's all right. I just have a lot of feelings. This pleases me. These are perfectly normal feelings. Do you even know what you sound like when you talk like that? Now, shall we begin? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Real Feels Podcast. It is Drew. And Nathan. And Nathan. Your two hosts of the show. (laughs) Why we're doing robots. Don't know, don't care. I do not know. (laughs) Guys, if this is your first time coming on to the Real Feels Podcast and listening to what we are all about, let me tell you. Turn up the jazz. Turn up the jazz. Mm, (laughs) Every other Wednesday, we try to bring you a brand new movie of a brand new genre, and we are still going strong. Every day. Every time we've had a new (laughs) genre. And we try to break break that movie down. Talk about what makes it work, what doesn't make it work, the good, the bad, the ugly, best parts, best lines, worst lines, everything that's going to bring out those feels. Get All right. deep down and dark and deep. dangerous and yep. D words. Yeah. It's a, and lots of D words. <laughs> lots of D words. <laughs> so we just love doing this show. If you are a friend of ours, welcome back. If you're brand new, welcome Pull up a seat. If you're an enemy, get out. If no. you're an enemy, get out. No, get, sit right here. Sit right next to me because you know what? Keep your friends close, but you your enemies closer. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why we have a special guest. We do have a special He's guest. He's a friend and an enemy. No, I'm just kidding. Are you aware that you're an enemy now? <laughs> I feel like the gimp now. <laughs> like, bring him out. <laughs> Guys, you recognize that voice? That is all the way back from our episode on Willow. Willow. Guys. Jack is back. Jack! Special little boy. Kaya. (laughs) The baby. (laughs) Guys, Jack is coming back on today to help us discuss our mystery episode, and we could not be happier. I'm stoked. I'm pretty excited. This is going to be fun. Because you want to know why? This is no longer your first time. No, no. No. No, you've... uh, I'm skilled in the arts of podcasting. (laughs) My powers have doubled since the <laughs> twice the pride, double the fall. <laughs> Guys, sit back, relax. Why don't you uh, pour yourself a glass of mead, maybe? Ugh. As uh, it's one of the pleasures of the island. <laughs> one of the pleasures of the island. As we delve into 2006's The Wicker Man. Buckle up. Afternoon. Sorry about that. It's okay. I'll get it. Give me your hand! Edward, I know that we haven't spoken in a few years. I need your help. I need your help. I have a daughter. Her name is Rowan. She has been missing for two weeks now. I fear she is in danger, so now I turn to you. Be careful and believe nothing that you see or hear. Lost your bearings? Oh, hey. 
Sorry, snuck up on me there. This is private property. Do you know her? Hmm, I don't recognize this child. Welcome. My little girl is still here. She has been taken by who I don't know. I'll find her. If she existed, we would know of her. Whose desk is this, hmm? suspect foul play. Hey. Wicker man returns. Who's the wicker man? I'm gonna search every inch of this town. She'll burn to death. She burned to death. I need your help. Sweet Jesus. Oh my God. This movie has now been developed and basically accepted with a cult following. Sure. Let's this call is, it that. This is, no, it the, is. It is definitely a cult following. The cult. This movie <laughs> has a okay. cult following. Oh, like an absurdist cult following. Right, like yeah. an absurdist cult following, which apparently, like, Nicolas Cage will not acknowledge the fact that it is funny, despite the fact that he intentionally acknowledges that it is a absurdist, like, dark comedy. Like a black comedy. It's yeah, a black, it's a, comedy a black comedy that's comedy. not supposed to be it's, funny. Yeah, black comedy, not supposed to be funny, but good god he goes so over the top that it is it is unintentionally funny not just him though i mean there's a lot there's... of actors in this and actresses that kind of go are, over the top they are all guilty they are all they guilty, are all guilty. <laughs> it's not gonna it's not gonna bring back their honey so guys if you are unfamiliar with wicker man this brilliant <laughs> brilliant film we have uh, nicolas cage who plays a police officer, and he has recently received a letter saying that his ex-fiancee's daughter has gone missing, and she's been missing for two weeks now, and she is requesting that Nick Cage come to Summer's Isle, this lone set of islands off of uh, off the coast of Washington. Mm-hmm. And, and he's from California. And he's from California. California All right, so Highway Patrol. California they, they make that Patrol, very clear. Man. So... He's going to go to Washington, go to the island, which is private property, and try and find this girl for his ex-fiance. And it's it's a very strange island. There is a definite uh, abundance of would women. Would you say, Drew, there's a bit of a buzz about the island? I would say that there is a buzz. <laughs> I apologize. I'll set myself up. Your Uber's here in five minutes. <laughs> wow. Listen, honey. Oh! <laughs> All right, wrap this up. We're done. Oh. This has been the Real Close Podcast. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. Guys, he goes to the island, episode. and he's going to try and help his ex-fiance, who left him at the altar, essentially, like she ran off after they got engaged. Yeah. And played the long con. Yeah. Essentially... Like, called him out and basically said, like, you're the only one that I trust. Please come to the island and help find my daughter, you know, Willow. 
please Willow? Right? No, no. Rowan. 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 Rowan Willow. Kaya. No, Rowan. Rowan, the mother's name is Willow. Okay. And Sister Willow. Sister Willow. She pulled the take and bake. Yeah, We've been gathering did. these bees in the forest with my <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So, Willow. I didn't know. So you have uh, there's gonna be a lot of these. <laughs> so you have them get to the island. The girl is nowhere in sight. People are kind of like confused because the photo that he has of the girl. They're like, mm, I don't recognize this child. Do you? Nope, not of this island. It nope, helps not if you sure. Look at it. it helps if you look this at the photo. This town does the worst job at like keeping this right secret. I mean, and like, not even not even like a secret. Like they don't help him out. So the entirety of the film is him running around like a madman trying to find this kid, which is. Here, but not here. There, but not there. She's dead. She's, She's alive. The whole town should just be winking slyly <laughs> at him every time he shows the picture. Like, have you seen this child? No. Wink. wink. Or wink. looking no at the audience here. and like, wink. <laughs> she doesn't wink. know. Like, wait, <laughs> Give what? that subtle, like, fourth wall break. Is all like, have you Zach seen this Morris? child? <laughs> I don't no. know. Have you? Maybe. <laughs> I mean, no. No, I haven't seen a child. Never seen him. So... Half the movie is him running around, trying to find this kid, can't find the kid, trying to solve this mystery, but at the same time, not taking clear notice of all the clues that are being given. Perhaps a California State Highway Patrolman is not the best investigator in this set situation. I mean, he did his best. He put on his professor's you know, tweed jacket with the leather patches on it I and, the, and the, the nice cardigan sweater underneath. I thought he was trying, like, to be... Didn't she, In the beginning of the film, she's like, oh, maybe you can go for a detective. Like, no? This wasn't like his, like... Well, if this was his big tryout... Case, big case, <laughs> <laughs> if this was the tryout, he, go did, over he well. did not get very far. But, I mean, even at the time, like, wasn't he still on, like, medical leave? Yeah. He was yeah. on leave. So Ta- he wasn't taking even, like... Taking mystery pills. Taking... Right, like you never know. We never find out what the pills are that he's taking throughout the entire movie. They're like you know anxiety medication, which is weird because even when um what what is it C tree or um what's on her name tag the female officer Forest C Forest. Mm -hmm. So Officer Forest comes over and tries to like figure out like what's going on. You okay? There's no talk. She just simply like walks in, sits down. And, and then he says about the letter that she gives him, well, there's no stamp. Wouldn't that be your first clue? Like, this lady brought you, this, this co-worker of yours brought the letter, and there's no stamp on it. Wouldn't you go to that co-worker and be like, where'd you get the letter? Right, but he has. He also, like, hasn't been at work, and so it's it's mixed in amongst all of the other letters, and he doesn't even read it until she leaves. So she even says, like, oh, I've, I, uh, I heard about the accommodation. I'm like... What accommodation? What accommodation are you getting? For those, again, who have never seen Wicker Man and you're in the you're completely spoiler in, in the fog, they know about spoilers. This is 15 episodes in. <laughs> Touche. If they have they've not noticed that a movie review show is going to give spoilers, they that's just on them. So in the beginning of the movie, he saves a ragdoll that is dropped out of a car, a station wagon being driven by a mother and a daughter, and he gets the doll. Stops the car, gives the girl the doll. I'm born. I'm born. She takes the doll and throws it again out into the middle of the street. Pick it up. And <laughs> like the mother's like, hey, don't do that. And, and Nicholas Cage, like apparently being her bitch, like walks into the middle of the street, picks up the doll, and that station wagon gets hit by a semi. Now, 
bursts into flames First afterwards. First off, it gets hit by the semi, set, is set on fire, and the mother is completely knocked out of the steering wheel. The little girl, like, can't be seen when he's trying to look inside at first. And then just stares and then him he down. Tri- and then he tries to get her out by breaking the back window. And he tries, like, reach in, saying, give me your hand. Let me help I'm gonna you. I'm going to pull you through this blo- broken glass. I can't wait. Well, for this. I mean, either way. But then, like, the car explodes again. And he's knocked back unconscious. And they never found bodies. So it's assumed that they That's all die. That makes me so angry. Okay. So they never found bodies. Whole, this whole beginning scene is just. That makes you janky. angry? It's inexplicable. Okay, the There's that no Nicholas, bodies okay. that, that, is, that doesn't even have to be stated because you're like, well, why aren't there bodies anymore? How about the fact like, that Nicholas Cage doesn't know. even see the semi coming? Which comes like four seconds after he picks up that doll. Yeah. How is he? Th- how does he not notice the the semi coming for him? And why would the semi, unless it swerved to avoid Nicolas Cage in his lane? But then you, we would have. So then take out the motorcycle. I, I don't know. It was just like, where are the bodies? <laughs> where are the bodies? I want to know where the bodies okay, are. The beginning of this movie. Yeah, why is he so shook up about a station it's wagon? It's so confusing. Yeah. It's unneeded. It's unnecessary. It's un- It's so confusing. And again, it adds to like the craziness, which apparently he got an accommodation for what? Failing to get people out of the car? Was it which like, there a, was a, no- like a gaming achievement? Get blown 10 feet back? Get <laughs> or accommodation? Something. <laughs> Die within the first 10 achievement seconds. Achievement unlocked. <laughs> so he... Okay. The bodies weren't found. He got an accommodation for something. He's been on like PTSD medical leave. He finds out he has a kid. He find no, he doesn't find out yet. He finds what? out that he has his ex fiance has a daughter that, you know, she's she's gone missing. So he takes it upon himself to go to Summer's Isle. He Summer's Isle. Summer's Isle. And the wordplay, honestly, in this movie is super clever. It's very, very clever if you actually pay attention to it. In the beginning of the film, a diner waitress kind of calls out to him and says, oh, hey, honey, your salad's ready. All right. P.S. Real quick. Yeah. Patron in the, uh, in that diner, Aaron Eckhart. Yeah. That That is true. Yeah. And I saw him and I was like, no way that's Aaron Eckhart. Looked him up. Yes. Just a great little. Yep. Cameo. And then later, way later on, James Franco. (laughs) I like how they snuck him in at the end. Well, like, we'll talk about both endings. Yeah. There's there's two endings to this movie because there were two there were two versions. Yes. There was the one that was shown in theaters and there was the one that where you had to buy the rent the movie for the unrated R R version. And we'll get to those cuz I want to see what you guys saw and I'll tell you guys which one I saw. Okay. And then, so we'll we'll say that's a good yeah. little uh oh, yeah. No, I, no. Think, I think so. A little carrot to dangle out to everyone. Right. Pay attention to the whole whole podcast. Don't just download. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just So what? He so he makes his way to the island, which is private and he can't exactly get to the island. So he gets there by so a he, plane. The plane the guy who makes the grocery deliveries. You don't want to go down <laughs> Summer's Isle. <laughs> Wabasha Indians live there. You're going way up there, eh? Yes, why? Why? So he bribes the pl- the pilot Benjamin and, and then uh, and his and twin, twin brother. brother. <laughs> <laughs> and then the guy's okay with, okay right, with he, that. It's like I a love, bribery is fine. Yeah, I'll I know. I love it. Is he's like, I'm not going to risk my contract with the island. Oh, one hundred and fifty dollars done. <laughs> Apparently oh, so, that was that was so his muscle. buying point. So he drops him off on the island and he magically starts walking his way onto the island and he finds the natives there. He finds the people of Summer's Isle pretty quickly. And again. 
a predominantly female society, this is this is no patriarch. It's yes. a matriarch. It, uh, I would agree. So the, so he soon finds that Sister Summer's Isle is, you know, this name that keeps popping up, someone who is in charge. They but, always say they. Yeah. Especially the, you know, Sister Willow. Well, they have a problem with me. They probably have her. Like, you're on a small remote island. The amount of people that could be classified as they is very small. Right. Tell us who it is. Okay, everything is so mysterious. Everything is not conclusive in this entire film. It leaves you almost as frustrated and confused as Nicolas Cage's character throughout the entirety of the film. I mean, even when he goes to the diner and he sees Willow again. For like the first time in you mean Willow and her nurse shark lips, <laughs> and her because she's played by her, two actresses and her Willow constant uh, and sad her eyes and her constant sad eyes. <laughs> Did you notice? No, she's she like had, she always like on the verge of, of crying like, all the time. Yeah. yeah, but then it's like she got stung in the lips multiple times, and it's, it's, just, it's all going on. <laughs> she's got her. she's got big old shark lips. It's how, really funny. How much better would this movie be? If as soon as Nick Cage walked into that tavern, that he was like, "Hey, I'm looking for an adventuring party," what? and it just turned into a D and D session because they starts out in tavern. <laughs> Boom! Make this no, make because this then movie you would you would have Sister Birch going adventuring party. What is that? Some city talk? <laughs> yeah, but she's a barbarian. She's a bear. She's the barbarian. <laughs> that, that's she's right. The, you know what? I would, right. I would go with it. Why did she have to be the bear though? Is it because she's like bearish? figure like she's brutish i mean i don't know it's it's not necessarily that bear and she's like maybe they all identify with their spirit animal maybe she even said that like it's been her her costume for years Uh, yeah so i mean whatever but i mean she okay so he gets the island meets willow again for the first time gets kind of like the down low but not really the down low i love the note she passes to him that says there's a small spot outside of the outside of the uh like the diner the the bar, the drinking hall, you know, meet me there. Mm-hmm. You are on a small island, and it's his first time there. You really think he's going to find you immediately? Yeah. It's so bad. And she walks around barefoot everywhere. Well, not only that, but a lot of the dialogue from the movie was lifted and transferred directly from the original. From the 1973 version. But it doesn't version. fit very well. So the scene after they sort of go through the whole, do you have room and board for me? Can we swing it? That that whole dialogue mess. He slaps his gun on the table and is like, oh yeah, by the way, I'm, I'm here <laughs> looking for this girl, which is pretty much the same dialogue that was used by the original cop in the There's original movie. But it was just done like, oh yeah, I forgot about this. All right, I'm just going <laughs> to... We gotta go through the motions. Let me just remind all of you: I'm on here. I'm here on official police business. If you didn't know already, right? And I'm thinking: Is it really? Like, is it an actual like police investigation? No, it's it, not. No, like, I don't think it's ordained and you know certified for, by his by his you know captain. Does he even let his backup know? Hey, I don't bro. think he lets. I don't think he lets anybody know except for the one guy who's like reading the letter, Pete? and he's all uh, like, "Wow." Yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know. You know. Oh, the plot thickens. I didn't even know you he had. Keeps a flashing plot. around his California Highway Patrol bad like, like it's, it's gonna the mean something like, <laughs> to people that like. At first, they kind of like don't know what law enforcement is, but then have a very clear understanding well, they're not, of. They're not Are you naive. Gonna arrest my kids, or, right? Like they're not naive. They know what. It, like um, he says, "Oh, I'm a." Yeah, it's not the village. They right. had some contact. Yeah, with like the he says, "Like, oh, well, I'm a cop," and they're all like, "What does that supposed to mean?" He's like, "Well, I'm a police officer." Oh yes, okay. the constabulary. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, again, like 
it doesn't seem that fact that, again, he's waving around the badge, and it's supposed to mean something to him, but it's not going to mean anything to the people of the island. Yeah. They don't care. This has no bearing against them. And so, what? Again, the confusing factor of trying to find this girl that is supposedly alive, supposedly dead. What? Where is she? She's nowhere but everywhere. And this is... The whole thing is being investigated by the worst detective. He is the, so like, the bad. The first scene when he's on the island, and there's the mystery body-sized wriggling bag that's like bleeding on the ground, and they even like open up the bag. They're like, "Hey, come on, take a look!" And then he shies away, and he, he doesn't look. He tries at the bag. to go for it, and like What's jumps back. Bag? What is it? A shark? What's and in then the bag? he then he walks away from it, and you're like, "No one's gonna look in the bag." Yeah. No one's gonna look in the back, and you never, you never ever Th- find out what's in the back. This sets the tone for the the rest of the investigation. It so really like, does. Oh, there's like, a bag there. Maybe you should look into it. Oh, his okay. choppy work, and like even before going up to his room, he's like, "Oh, well, I need to have a drink." Well, here, here's some mead. It's a, uh, it's local uh, beverage, quite a, uh, quite a, a rousing drink for he, all of our people. He kills one bee, and they have like. He slams the mug down on top of the bee. So, wait, pause Which, that. Which, that's a recessed mug. That's not going to kill that bee. And not just, did you, <laughs> <laughs> it's trapped underneath. <laughs> Why? So that mug, I thought, was the poorest choice. With the glass bottom? Yes, yes, thank you. <laughs> you saw that. Like, like who, who, oh, who thought this was going to, man, I got this mug Maybe they home. ordered some it. nice pewter mugs and they got sent some novelty ones but from the mainland. Who knows? <laughs> this whole town is super, like, rustic and yet you have this weird mug with a glass bottom just to be able to see Nicolas Cage chugging it down. Like, <laughs> there what? really is meat in there. <laughs> he's really, he's getting drunk on set. Uh, I mean. It's well, not to like be honest, it's... though, if Nick Cage was getting drunk on set, I think oh. we probably would have ended up with a <laughs> I... much better film. Yeah. You don't say. So, again, lots of confusion between Nicolas Cage and his former fiance Willow. And Rare every Rare. single woman that uh, every single woman that you come across on the island has some type of name that is related to a plant. Whether it be a tree or a flower or some type, like, I think one person is like Sister Bush or something. Like, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Why are you 12? Sister Bush. <laughs> Let's just step away from the bike there, Drew. <laughs> step away from the bike. There's, there's, there's so much in this movie. There's Sister Rose and Sister Thorn. Which the I twins thought, played by the same actress. <laughs> I thought is was, it really the same actress? Yes. Yeah, it's, it's, it uh, it's, it's uh, the uh, Mrs. Garrett from Deadwood. Oh, that's right. Of the Wicker Man's return. Mm-hmm. I hated that Of whole death. Trope. Did you really hate that? Of like, I love the whole like cliche blind old woman. Oh, especially the well, twins. Sister Somerset, who... I'll be joining us tonight. No, then they speak in unison. <laughs> that, that's whatever. I'm talking about Sister Rose and Thorn. Like, oh. Well, every rose has its thorn. Oh, that's so great. I should have brought it back. So like one's a school teacher and the other one's working with the farm hands or whatever. And it, it just, there's no. Okay. So it's, it's to give the idea that the island is so secluded it's and the, it's they a dark only, elf island and all they're using the men for is hard manual labor 
and procreating. No, but so like, husbanding. So, so husbanding. So it's inferring the fact that there is incest but you on the island. You don't have or predominance of twins. And another thing that they never really directly encounter, or they never cover in the movie, they obviously cut all the men's tongues out at some point. Yes, and nothing ah. was really said about that, ah. probably because ah. their tongues are cut no, out. You gotta help us. Ah. And that's why they don't talk. That's well, why can't they don't you, talk. Can't you talk? Which, okay, again, to the effectiveness of how useless Nicolas Cage's detective skills are, he <laughs> is even, even that out. he is even a worse... <laughs> even a worse helper like when they're loading the the wood into the wagon he's like oh here let me help you and then he does it and then they all fall down they were doing just fine before he helped and then immediately after it falls down and it's all over the floor he doesn't stay to help he gets on the bike again and runs away which when you think about it that's probably the wood that they're using to build the wicker man with oh guaranteed i thought that was the whole like that you're you're building your own coffin you know Mm -hmm. uh but but it was foretold. He knows he Years does ago. not. <laughs> the festival of death <laughs> and rebirth, <laughs> and maybe rebirth. He doesn't write one note down like an actual detective. Oh, like taking it. notes. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> I have gone to the docks. I have visited the herbalist. What, what was your name? Okay, sister. Uh, sister so and so. Oh well, sister Rose looks a lot like sister uh, Thorn. I love that. And he's so confused by. It. He's all like, "Didn't I just? Didn't I just talk to you?" No, no, you didn't. And then he leaves it at that. But Instead of it being Detective Malice, they should just call him Detective Magpie. Because every time he sees something else, he's like, oh, we'll go over here now. We'll oh, no, not, not investigate this. But that's why I think that the, the twin thing on Rose and Thorn was so kind of cheaply done. Because at the end, it's just Rose. You mm-hmm. don't have Thorn in a white bird. Like that, I would have been like, ooh, cool. Where mm. she's in the crow outfit. And the you know and thorn like could, a dove or something or yeah a white a bird there's a lot of white birds yeah but I'm sure they spent most of their money on a very large replica man made of wood so they could light it on fire with well, that bear goat. costume was was oh, pretty yeah. well that's done that's top notch that was, <laughs> that was top notch yeah. it looked like the bear swallowed Nicolas Cage mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean okay so. The the point of doing this movie like at this time, which I absolutely love, is because like right now you actually have Burning Man happening. Okay. So I love the fact that you know they always burn some type of giant effigy, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, Wicker Man has their giant effigy, and uh, of the Wicker Man's return, and it's just it's just a fun you know little thing to coincide it with. But when he goes to the school, I love when he walks in and the teachers all like. What does man represent in his, uh, sim- what, what is his uh, symbolic image? And the two little girls raising their hand, they're like, phallic symbol, phallic symbol, phallic symbol. And that whole scene was basically cut from, like, almost word for word. Almost word for word from the, from the original. From the original. You guys both watched the original. Did we you did. like it? I, I liked it to an extent. Oh, I wish they could so, see your faces. I, I, I think... All right. It's very, very different, though, to compare it to. Yeah, because you have The Wicker Man is, it's a mystery, but it's yes. also sort of a thriller, almost maybe close to a horror movie in a certain sense. I think there's definite, like, horror elements. Yeah. And in, in many horror movies, you usually have two different categories. You've got sort of the supernatural horror, and then you've got the horror that man sort of rots upon his mm-hmm. fellow man. And the original Wicker Man is just the, the what another man does to... To themselves you know right. we're gonna okay. human sacrifice for our celtic beliefs this 
they do touch on that, but they try to keep on injecting this supernatural theme into it that is, it's just like gummed up Velcro. It's not sticking to the movie at all. Yeah, because in the 1973 version, the entirety of the film is basically like a giant, like, call out of Christianity versus paganism. Mm -hmm. Like, that's the entirety of the film, essentially, where, you know, Christopher Lee plays uh, Lord Summer Isle. They actually changed the name of the location from Summer Isle to Summer's Isle because apparently American audiences needed that extra power. (laughs) So he basically, you know, tells the lead detective, which again, even in the 1973 version, it's an island off the coast of Scotland. Mm -hmm. And he tells him like, oh, no, no, we have our pagan beliefs here. We, We grow you know, indigenous fruit that are just special to this island, and that's what we have. So instead of fruit, they have honey in the Nicolas Cage version. You have Christopher Lee being Lord Summer Isle instead of... Um, Ellen Barkin as Ellen, Lady Yeah, Summer as Lady... Or Sister, Sister Summer, Summer Isle. Isle. All right. And... I thought a, she should have been queen. Because, like... Like a queen bee. Queen bee. Yeah, I mean, no. essentially she yeah. is. I think it's... I think. That goes and I think they alluded said. to in that scene where she was inexplicably in her bed, like and she's like there, weird, and just she's just kind of like he's left. Out. Good, good, good. But now buzz off. The seventies <laughs> oh, version also had random songs throughout, which I think some worked and some didn't. And, and of course, in the seventies, nice little quaintness to it. They they love their nudity. They do love there, their nudity. There in was the 70s. lots of nudity, which again kind of embraces like. I mean, I think the ideals of, like, free-spiritness and, you know, one with the earth, that kind of goes mm-hmm. with being a pagan. Um, I mean, I don't know really a lot of pagans myself, mm-hmm. but but from what I have read, there I, wasn't the, the matriarchal thing in the original. Uh, right. There wasn't the sort of, you know, the cut the tongues out of the men. Nope. Um, like, it was, it was almost equally balanced. Like, the girls were in school, though, and the, and boys, the boys were, were learning rather... Still. They were learning still. They were out uh, playing around a... a Maypole. That? The maypole. Mm-hmm. And a maypole. Which is also a phallic symbol. Which is a phallic symbol. Phallic symbol. Phallic symbol. <laughs> and it was more equally balanced in the 73 version where you have men and women on the island. In the, in the 2006, as we said, like it's completely a matriarchal society. And I think that definitely adds more of a creep factor mm-hmm. to, the, uh, to the thriller and horror aspect. But... Well, I watched the Nicolas Cage version, and it sucked. <laughs> <laughs> I think that the 73 version has a, a definite more, uh, it has a solid story. It is, and it, you know, the, the story man, is a, lot more a man's solid. Christian sort of ideals are at odds with the, his, his pagan, these pagan surroundings. Uh, it, it is, it is a competently done little film, uh, whereas this one is like they sort of threw all these things in, in it, and it just doesn't come out very well so my my big example is the there's like three or four scenes where like when he gets to the hotel and he he inexplicably wakes up in the middle of the night and then he sees the girl like running down a path in distance and he chases her to the barn barn and and then he's the girl is now trapped in the flooded tomb and then when he is in the bee field and he's you know about to pass out the girl is there like What's going on here? That's like none of this is really needed. And none of it gets. It doesn't get answered. No, like, no. Why? 
Nothing gets answered. No. Why? Why he is goes he hallucinating he, right. all these? He wakes up. He sees the girl. He goes to the barn. He tries to find her. The audience, of course, sees something rush by the camera, which he doesn't he see. Finds the same red jacket. Jacket. He finds. Twice. He finds the same jacket twice. So he goes up to the top of the barn. He doesn't find the girl. So of course, the next logical thing is him to like fall through the floorboards uh, right above some porch. The, the sharp some, farming implements. The sharp farming implements. Nathan, have you ever seen High Spirits? I don't think this I is the, the 80s uh, sort of horror comedy. And the premise is that there's a, a ha- they, they have a castle. Uh, and so they put out that it's haunted to draw in these paranormal tourists. But it's not haunted. And they're just sort of like faking it on the side. So I almost have this image in my mind of like they're, they've got their, their walkie talkies out. And they're like, the officer is awake. Release the girl into the forest. <laughs> okay. That, I mean, because this whole thing is. It's a long con to get him oh, to yeah. to quote unquote come of his own free will, mm-hmm. which, which makes no sense. I, I was like, "This is your pay. So this is what you say, needed." So the so the girl Rowan is like seven, maybe eight. Mm-hmm. Okay, so apparently Sister Willow went out from the island, found Nicholas Cage, wooed him. Got engaged eight years ago and pregnant, then ditched his ass, only to call on him again in the slight hope that the crops may fail and they need a pure sacrifice in order to ensure a better honey harvest. And maybe he- she just knows that Officer Pooh Bear wants that honey. But oh. <laughs> okay, <laughs> oh, Papa, <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> But what's this? What if he just goes, nah, I'm not coming. Done. Like, well, there goes your Maybe they would have sent Sister Willow to. But then again, he also didn't really respond. No. It never showed that he responded to the letter or called the island. But for some reason, people on the island know who he is. Like when he gets to the bar and Sister Birch is like, ah, you're that, you're that officer. You're that policeman from California, which he doesn't investigate. He just goes. Yeah. yeah. So I almost thought <laughs> yeah. that, that was that's all he does. I thought that was high, like them alluding to like that they were in the beginning when that I people first know watched who it, he is. That they were like a hive mind. That this. So when I first watched this, I was like, maybe <laughs> you found more. I was okay. like, maybe. Uh, no, I like this. Go maybe yeah, they're no, go on. they're like full on be like that they can send signals to each other and that they can you know almost hive mindish talk to each other. I was like, okay, maybe they're going to be an alien race, and that you know this is all a ploy to like you know if abduct they, a human. Nathan, this I like that you've weird. gone to the lengths of this, thinking about this to try to make the movie more palatable. <laughs> 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 it's like eating a piece of like really rubbery like meat that you don't know. You're like, I think it's something exotic like ostrich <laughs> or or something. It's very delicious, and the seasoning is is like, yeah, that's dog, and uh, I just. I just put some dirt on it. Like, mm. <laughs> Delicious. So the the girl under the dock, like, is this all in his head? Is he hallucinating this? He's got to be hallucinating. And then he wakes because, up. He, because he goes to the dock and then he freaks out underneath the dock with the dead body there. But then he wakes up and the dead body is in his arms and it's the dead body of Rowan. And then but he then he wakes up again. Up again. So it's, 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 a, it's, like a, it's a dream fake out within a dream there. fake out that he wakes up from. Now, if this, oh. was, if this was Inception, this would be a really interesting all right, like, well, all right so remember when he does drink the mead 
And yeah. Sister Willow sort of turns as she's going up the stairs and gives him like a don't drink the mead face. Does she? She does. She or definitely like looks down like. Mm, oh, I thought it was so like. I thought it was maybe, just her maybe they poisoned him. They jacked him up with some hallucinogenics, and that would be a more uh, a comprehensive uh, approach as to why he is having these crazy girl but the hallucinations. Thing, if, like, if if the entire like ruse is to get him and bring him to the festival to you know literally become part of the wicker man if this is the whole thing once he gets on the island just knock him out yeah and and like hold exactly. him hold him until he has to be burned to death or when he was in the the bee field which again he rides into the bee field or he walks into the bee field he's he running. knows he's allergic and instead of turning around and backing away f- into the area that he knows <laughs> contains no bees, he full oh out gosh. starts running into the area that is rife with bees. And it, and it's so comical that at one point when he, like, tumbles down a small hill, I, mo- I almost think, like, is he just going to, like, tackle one of the I hives have, to I the have never seen someone point? so capable. I mean, it's impressive how much he is tumbling and falling on flatland. <laughs> exactly. So when they, they wake him up and... We use the old ways to the heal you. Ways. Which all right, you're not going to ask what the old ways are. You're just going to take. That they don't granted. explain it. What you sucked the venom out like it was a snake bite. Like is this yeah. your old ways? No, this is weird. And he meets Sister Summer Isle, and she's like, "Oh, it's a pity the bees didn't get you. Like our little friends, the bees. What like, they didn't kill me. Oh, pity, and, yes. and from a man who is deathly allergic to bees, nearly died from them, probably like a couple of hours earlier from being stung and knocked out." He is walking into a garden that clearly you can hear more and bees. see bees, no. more bees, and he has no fear. Not just that, but he legitimately does he like slaps s- a does bee. Does he swat one away? No, he slaps yes. it on his neck like it's a mosquito. I'm like, that's, that's a bee. <laughs> he mead cupped that bee. <laughs> but it's, it's moments like this that just take this movie from being like, well, I don't really understand this, too. Yeah, I'm done. The I, movie has, like, no... Okay, and I think it's part of its charm after you have to, like, watch it, I think, at least more than once. Yeah, great to enjoy Charm. To enjoy, like, the absence of continuity in order to enjoy the absurdity of the story, yeah, which is... it is lacking in plot. And I love the fact that, again, Nick Cage is crazy. He is bad at his job. He goes full Nick Cage at, at full a point. cage, full cage, and uh, he eventually punches a lady in a bear suit. He keeps <laughs> what he keeps remembering the car accident from the beginning. They keep calling back to this, and there is no because payoff. that's his PTSD. But it's it's the worst. And then there are bees. Why couldn't they just actually have made it a legitimate thing, like that a, a mother and her kid got killed, and like it was kind of his fault, or whatever that. That could at least, and that's why he wants to save the kid because of the kid that died before. Does he also, and he also never acknowledges the fact that the girl that died, that died in Doesn't the exist? car. No, no. That oh. the girl that died in the car, as I use the biggest air quotes in the world, is nearly identical to the daughter, Rowan, that is missing in the photograph. And in the end, when everyone's taking off their masks and like you see it's the one cop, Officer okay, Forrest, I can, I I'm almost buy. 90% sure that the driver of the station wagon is standing next to Officer Forrest. But and no, again, that's a whole nother okay, logical, but, uh, like, like the other thing what, is, okay, what? At the very end, like, when they reveal to everybody that this has been one giant plan to Nick Cage, like, 
you have been chosen. You were chosen long ago. My daughter, Willow. Thank the you. Haunted this has the, become the haunted. Yeah, right. This is the like, game of mousetrap, which is so is many the, things. It, it is just, a game of mousetrap. Literally, all you have to do is go click and just drop the little mousetrap thing down and catch right. it. Right. There's but, no point for the, the guy to jump into the pool, for the marble to go down the thing. No. When they're taking off all the masks, and as Jack said, like it reveals Officer Seaforest, mm-hmm. which is fine. I can buy yeah. sort of. That the cop maybe had been planted, went through the police academy, and then specifically worked at the station that he <laughs> was a- in California. She's an sure. agent of Summer's Isle. She's an agent of Summer's Isle. Now, that's a little far-fetched, but I can almost buy it. What I cannot buy is the mother and daughter being revealed. One, no. Like, how? So, they also planned the car crash. They planned for him to go on, like, medical leave and get PTSD. This is also the Did making the, sense. Was there like was there like an old wrought iron bathtub in the car that we didn't see that they dove in before this <laughs> this car blew up? No, but we had a little girl in the back seat that constantly was staring at him, saying like, "Come on, bitch, break that window. You're not gonna do it." Yeah, it, the truck driver. Nothing about no, exactly. it. at the very yeah. end when the credits are rolling and you see a truck dr- a trucker drive by and it's a grizzled blonde woman and <laughs> she's got a trucker's <laughs> name tag that says like Mark. Ivy on it or something. <laughs> That's good. The truck hits the car, the door <laughs> swings open. It's all a dream sequence because then he he has to stare into her eyes. Tell him large Mark sent you. <laughs> That's right. Large Mark. <laughs> ah! Oh. That'd be a movie. All right, so reveal to me which which version you guys watched. We okay, so by accident. By accident, we actually watched the unrated version first, where you actually see him. So the legs breaking. So you see him get his legs broken. Get the clamped. (laughs) Not even no, not the clamp. It's a freaking sludge hammer. Automatic. Yeah. I mean, they go at it like um, what's the um. What's the Stephen King movie? I can't think of the Stephen King movie now. Oh, Deliverance. De- no, no, not Deliverance. No, no, not de- um, Dirty Bird. Dirty Bird. No. I can't think of the name now. Kathy Bates. Whenever, okay. Um, Misery? Misery. Yeah. 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 They go. Which this movie kind of was. But they go <laughs> all Misery style. On Without the happy stages, ending. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, they go Misery style on his kneecaps. They oh, break gosh. both of his kneecaps. They just slam, slam. And then after that, they like raise him up. They, like, sit him up straight, and he's like, oh, don't move me. Don't move me. And they put the bee helmet on, which has to be one of the most absurd scenes because it makes no sense as to why he's being stunned. Unless the idea is that he's being filled with, like, the essence of the bees. But then he should have just died in the bee field. They should have saved him. That would have been a much more um, applicable sacrifice to the bee goddess of the right, island is to be brought down them. by the bees themselves. So you have him getting sung by all these many bees. Died. Died. <laughs> the women are just being bees. dicks at this point. Right. They're ju- this is just cruel. This is not for the goddess. This mm. is not for new honey. This is just being horrible. Many drones died to bring us this information. Well, he's <laughs> screaming. So the overacting to the screaming, which we'll just play it no, honestly, though, it's, it's too good. This is sort of like the like if you have a bad meal but the dessert is really good like <laughs> this is the oh. dessert you know like a- the whole scene after he gets out of the the flooded tomb 
and he goes nuts after finding the burned baby doll, that's when he goes full on cage and yes. he's like searching around the island. He's punching women in the face. He's as as Drew Flipping said, is, is Bangkok. Uh, he went bang- Bangkok dangerous. Bangkok dangerously high kicking women into walls. Like this is the best part of this yes. movie. It's like. It's almost like five or six straight minutes of him full fin- cage. F- going full cage, finally doing his job and actually running around the island, checking every house that he possibly can. Kicking ass and taking names. Kicking ass, taking names. When, when does he lose his gun to Willow? I so think she... maybe he took the gun off before he went into the, the flooded tomb and maybe she took the bullets out when she rescued him. Or but it wasn't that when after... he was on the dock. Or it could could have been in the dock. Because, no. He, because no, 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 because after he got stung... And he was in uh, Sister he Summer Isle's house. He, he still checked, had he checked the clip, yeah. so the bullets were still there. But isn't that always like when you were when the you know protagonist realizes that their gun is empty and someone has apparently been holding the bullets for the entire time, going, "Sorry." Which P.S. <laughs> guns feel a lot lighter with no bullets in them. Thank but he, you. Like, and a cop would know that. Let's be let's be honest, Nathan. He's this not, is Nick- he's not much of a cop. Yeah. Yeah. He, he is a. He's a California highway patrolman because in the face of danger, the rider will come out. <laughs> oh! He's, he's Ghost Rider. You son of a bitch. Is, it, is this the origin story of Ghost Rider? He just is up there and he like, it, when, the, when, when he realized how off, bad he was at his job. When, he, when the head falls off, he just like steps with like, you know, his leather boots and he just comes out just head on fire and they're like, oh, we've unleashed the, the demon. <laughs> Uh, I'm Ghost Rider. You know what I really love, though? When he was actually down in the crypt and he was looking for for uh, Rowan, possibly because she's been stowed there. The hallucination okay, or possibly the no, 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 no. Who knows? The fact that, okay, one, the jacket was there. Dumbest So scene. he finds the jacket. and But when he goes down below, it used to be a churchyard. My favorite part, though, is that in the crypt, you have a statue of Jesus. I guess like that's, submerged that's a good underwater. Easter egg. So I mean, one, they're completely doing that away. Easter egg? They're they're doing Thank away. You. Thank Literally. you. <laughs> it takes the sting out of it. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> the drone must die. <laughs> but yeah, like that statue of Jesus underwater, and you're just like, oh my god, they've completely done away with like you know modern religion they're going on with like again more like the paganistic type of ideas why was the church there to begin with because according Unless to lady summer's isle her ancestors trekked across the u.s after settling in salem first but they had the witch trial so they had to move on but they found this great little part of the land and they would never be under that system again why is there a church why is there a church why are there bodies? Yeah. They came there. Unless they, they were, there, unless they were... the church was already there beforehand. Yeah, but that that doesn't gel with the story. That she and this is in right. Washington. They showed up in the 1850s in a, a secluded aisle. I don't know. Maybe ma- maybe someone had already been there before and died out. This is not. Well, I think that's flimsy. This maybe. Is... I'm not but, saying you're wrong, <laughs> but I think it's flimsy. I didn't understand the whole like, oh, this it's is a soggy paper plate, my friend. <laughs> the Salem witch trials, not in Salem, Oregon. Salem, Massachusetts. Yeah. So they go all the way across the United States to Washington. 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 And find this little aisle and they go, oh, okay, we can really be far away from all this, you know, tyranny and really and set religious up persecution. But what we need <laughs> is a good oh, church. <laughs> I hear it was beautiful. At least they tell me it they was. They tell me. 
How to get burned? <laughs> Why do it burn? How to get, get burned? To get burned. His overacting. His overacting is fantastic. And then her response: I don't know. I don't. I. I don't know. It's cry face. It's what they tell me. Yeah, and then we have the the bike holdup scene after the step away from the bike. <laughs> and again, <laughs> Sister Rose with her like, oh, you won't want to be here tomorrow for the festival of birth, death, and death. <laughs> <laughs> You are all terrible actors right now. It's so bad, but so funny because everything is just so ludicrous. But he gets so mad taking off all those masks. You take off that mask. You You take off that mask. He's borderline like verbally abusing children. When he punches Sister Beach in the face, that's when I. That's when the movie was like, okay, I perked up a little bit. This has gotten so absurd at this point. It is is like a long. It's it's like a solid. Eight or ten seconds of silence. Just him walking down the stairs. It's the best acting he's had the right? entire film. He was so serious and then just like stares at her. Boom. <laughs> and, and she kind of like taunts him to say like, oh, you look a little, uh, you look a little worse for wear. And then when he decks her and then when he does the kick, like, and she hits the, oh, the, on, the last, cra- on the crazy girl. It's like, like she forgot to. The to Helen the, Hunt to act like that she got knocked yeah, out. Like, oh, close your eyes. You got knocked out. She's, She's like, like uh, crazy uh, eyes, crazy uh, eyes. Uh, done. End scene. <laughs> it's it's definitely one of those moments that is. Uh, oh, it's probably the best. It's probably the best set of uh, of action and even acting in the film when he starts going full cage. When he goes full cage, the movie really perks up. It does. Yeah, because the entire movie before that was frankly very, very tough. <laughs> yeah. When I watched it a second time just to be up on it, and that first half before it gets full cage, or the first three quarters before it gets a full cage, it's a doozy. It's it's a slog. It it's kind of funny though. I think it's I think it's one of those moments where you have to just acknowledge that it was a train wreck and a big garbage fire. But by gum, we're gonna watch it burn. <laughs> so let's get back to why are there two endings? So okay. the Drew. original uh, script had an R rating, and so but the director wanted to have a wider audience in order to watch this film. So he created the, the- theatrical ending, which does it's, not have his knees kneecaps being broken. There's like, it's all like and voiced it, over. Yeah, it's all AD it's voiced it's like, over. Cool, I. What? It do- so it doesn't have the kneecaps being broken. It the doesn't bees. have the bee helmet. All bitches! Right. You bitches! You bitches! This is murder! You're all guilty! She's <laughs> <laughs> not gonna bring back your honey, but I believe it will. So there was that, and uh I think it just then it just showed um him being carried to the wicker man, revealing him from the bag, the tarp, and him going, Oh god. Oh God! <laughs> yeah. So the original Wicker Man, it knew what it was. It was period nineteen seventy three. The the pagans, you know, lots and lots of nudity. That's obviously an R rating. But if you're going to do a remake of a movie that's about human sacrifice and you're gunning for that larger audience with a PG thirteen, right? I really think they sort of shot themselves in the foot uh, by by trying to to do that. Um, I think it really, if they had just gone with an R rating. And just tried to do a more uh, competent version of a remake. It it may have ended up a little bit 
better. Yeah. I, I like that. And if you put yourself in his situation, like that is terrifying. One that you're that stupid and that you've like fallen for this whole thing. But like to have your kneecaps just shattered bees put on your head and now you're like getting marched up to the steps to just be burned alive that sucks but well, from the dialogue and the acting it's kind of funny at this yeah point. no it's kind of funny kind of, oh my gosh oh but you have a definite cult following for this movie there's a an appreciation for how bad it is and again how unintentionally funny you know it all stems from it I think this would be a movie that you would sit around with a bunch of friends, you know, eating popcorn, having some drinks, having some drinks, and just laughing your butts off at the absurdity, the overacting. I mean, and I know the, we and did. the dialogue. <laughs> uh, this is not a movie that you know. Hey, it's Sunday afternoon. I'm not doing anything. Let's put in Wicker Man, <laughs> sweetheart. Let's get that mood going. Yeah, Wicker Man it up. Yeah, Wicker Man is, is your definite like. <laughs> well, that's that a mid- that's that a Friday other- midnight movie that right. you put on. That was the other thing. Like clearly. Rowan is still missing, but he has time to, like, make out with his ex-fiancee out in front of her house. Like, we're going to find her. It's okay. Like, (laughs) I mean, he just, like, goes to town and, like, kissing her in front of the house. It's like, doesn't she have a daughter that's missing? Well, she Don't you have a job to do? She didn't do him any favors by, like, revealing that it's his daughter in the worst possible way by just, like... She, like, let it slip. Let it slip. Our daughter. Right, it's like, I don't know. They didn't tell me anything. I don't know where our daughter is. Oops. And he's like... He does that dramatic, like, stand up, walk to the open window, and look out, and he's like, our daughter. And he doesn't get into it, just just like the shell burned to death. What was that? Oh, I love... She burned to death. I love that play. I love the play on words that's throughout the entire thing where you have to pay attention to that. That's when he's talking to the school teacher and they say that Rowan, if she existed, we would know her. And they don't use the word death on the island like she didn't die because the idea that of the the pagan religion is like her spirit went elsewhere. You know, like her body is in the earth. Back to the earth, yeah. And, you know, he said like, how did she die? And then you hear her say... She'll burn to death. And he's like, excuse me? She burned to death. That's when he should have gone full cage. Oh, my God. Like, how confused he was. And, and then like, and like, start it's arresting not even, people. Yeah, but he doesn't even, really question her about it. But it's not it. even just 30 sort of like, seconds oh, okay. later, he goes down the path, and he sees another, like, copy of this woman. He's like, mm-hmm. didn't I just talk to you? No, you didn't. You're not going to investigate this. Again, like, the incompetency he's, of cage. He's no Sherlock. He's no Sherlock. But... Again, I th- it's it's a funny movie to an extent where you can clearly make fun of it, and it's worthwhile for that. But more importantly, I think we should get into uh, some Absolutely. cut it outs. Cut it out. What were you thinking? Well, you got me. By all accounts, it doesn't make sense. And you've got to cut it out. Nathan, why do we have cut it out? We have cut it out because every single movie has scenes that mm, probably shouldn't be there. And that, that we think, you know, shouldn't be there. And that's what we like to do. We like to take the best and the worst scenes and uh, put them in this little segment, which we call Cut It Out. Cut it out. So let's uh, open the floor to our, our guest, Jack. 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 What was your what's best your, scene? Yeah, what's the best scene? We'll, we'll get to the, yeah, we'll, the stuff we'll to Yeah, we'll save our... our <laughs> I, what did you love? I don't mean to sound like a misogynist. Okay. But uh, it's it's a toss-up between the, the Bangkok Dangerous kick... 
into the into the uh, into summer the, festival the summer photos. festival the wall the uh, punching sister beach or there's just something so beautiful about a man in a bear costume just cold cocking no a joke who's no. just not expecting it at all so every wrong, single sister? scene that's the best for you is oh. uh, women getting beat that's what I'm hearing it's just so unexpected no it is <laughs> each one point. okay actually the 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 cold the the punching sister beach in the face that's unexpected. The uh, punching the other lady while in the bear costume, unexpected. Mm. Bangkok, Bangkok dangerous, dangerous kicking <laughs> the Helen Hunt clone against the wall. <laughs> I saw, I could see that coming, but oh my god, they're so it's, so good. They, he should have had like a dialogue of line like before he like ripped open the door to Sister Beach's house. Like I'm tired of these women and their bees, and like bam, kachow, bear punch. <laughs> I think Bear Punch takes it though. That that is my the best Bear Punch. Scene. That's, that's your best scene. It it like you said comes so unexpected. Of oh, like he's probably just gonna like maybe push her down or something. No, he goes <laughs> for it. Full bear. She she's lined like, up. What's wrong, Sister Beach? Boom. I would have. The only thing that would have made it a little bit better is if he like bear clawed her mm-hmm. and just like mauls her face. Well. Like, yeah. and just wo- takes it that step of, oh, he he is full oh my bear cage. It's, just, it's too much. Mm, angry Pooh Bear. He is an <laughs> angry <laughs> Pooh Bear. <laughs> Pooh Bear wants his honey. <laughs> oh, my uh. gosh. You know, I would probably say that my, my favorite scene that's just so bad has to be the whole, you know, how to get burned? How to get burned? How to get burned? There was like four or five. How to get burned? No, but it's, it's when he has the doll, and that was the, the doll was what was found inside of her tomb, inside of her, her uh, no, coffin. no, her uh, her coffin. How to get burned? How to get burned? I, how to get burned? How to get burned? I don't know. Which is weird too, because again, the continuity of like when he's given permission by Lady or Sister Summerdale to exhume the body is completely during the daytime, but he waits till like midnight. That's to when, go out and do maybe it. Maybe he had to go meet up his courage. Yeah. Well, before uh, he did that. All right. So those, that's like the good scenes. What about like the worst scenes that need to be taken out? Jack? I'm going to let you guys go first. You guys gave me the initiative on okay. the first one. I, I want to see what you guys have to say first. My worst scene is the tomb. I I don't understand. Like it was in the close second is the barn. Like why these really poorly executed jump scares like the crow in the uh in the desk oh we wanted to put him there to see how long he could suffer and just like okay mm. you're just being creepy to be stupid and creepy but the tomb he is so dumb that one he jumps in water that no human would ever ju- hey i'm i'm in this weird area i don't have very good lighting i'm gonna jump in water because i might be hallucinating that a girl is down here yeah did this also, sounds good like, did you also notice that there was like random lighting in the crypt already yes oh, absolutely. especially for an island that crypt has like mood lighting there's like no electricity on the island yet this island is magically lit like for midnight there's i mean there's like so much light that you can go around and, and see you're you you go through a little hatch that is hard to open to begin with and you just prop it up in hopes that you don't get shut in like it's saw like no 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 you don't do this Drew, worst scene. So the worst scene, I had it. I had it totally in my head, and I'm trying to think now. Jack, worst scene. No. No. 
Yeah, actually, go. Go. Give me some time to think. I had it, though. So, again, it's it's following along your theme, Nathan. It has to do with the inexplicable either girl that is set to lure him on a chase or 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 the hallucination. But it's the dock scene with the girl underneath the grate in the water. And he jumps in and rescues okay. her. And then he wakes the, up. The dream he, fake out with yeah, the dream he wakes fake up out. and he's holding her. And then, yeah, the 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 poorly done inception dream within a dream mm. uh it, it's again very unnecessary okay so my cut it out's going to be because one it just doesn't it doesn't really add anything except to add like to the weirdness of the overall island and it's when he's going through sister summer isles's house and he goes to the one room where it's just a naked woman and on bees. a chair covered in bees and then old bart in the next room with his uh actually you know what okay like the the old guy in the bed in the next room is clearly for breeding. I can see. Yeah, he is. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that why he's there. Maybe, but what's with the naked chicken? Is this like a ritual? Is this a rite of passage? But at a certain age, did they put old Bart out to stud? <laughs> <laughs> and I love that there's no words though spoken. I think that's probably the best part about it. He's just like stares at him, like, well, he can't speak. He has no tongue. Yeah. Oh. But then the lady who's in the room, she just like stares and smiles like, I'm covered in bees. You want some You honey? like what you see? You like, want some honey? Uh. <laughs> oh, these Oh scenes. my gosh, these scenes. True. Mm. Yep. That was it? That, that was, was yours. That, I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sorry. It's like, I just told you, Mike. Uh, they're all blended uh, together. But, guys, with Cut It Out, we also take a look at the best lines and the worst lines in the film in a little segment we like to call... You can say that again. Oh my goodness. That's the most badass thing I've ever heard. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. You can say that again. Guys, with you can say that again, we always look for the best and the worst lines in a film. And oftentimes, the worst lines can be the best. Can be the best. (laughs) And they are often remembered the most. But it's kind of those lines that make you go, huh? And others that you're just like, so, Jack, what do you have for the best line? <laughs> and no, it can't be what the the man with no tongue says. No, it's <laughs> which is that nothing. was actually a favorite of Jack and ours. He's like, you got to come help me. Oh. I need your help, all of you. Come on, can't you hear me? I said I need your help. Don't be afraid. Oh. <laughs> It's, it's well, what's wrong with you? <laughs> the best line for me is uh, it's more of the best outburst, and uh, it's shortly after uh, Ga- Cage initiates full cage full mode. cage mode. And it's no, I don't need anybody's goddamn permission. I'm going to search every inch of this town. Anybody who interferes would be brought up on murder charges. Got that? You have my permission. To stay out of the fucking way. <laughs> that that is the ignition for full cage <laughs> mode because they're all like chick chick. I'm looking for a missing girl. Take that mask off your kid. You wait a minute. Do you have permission to charge in here and just just No! I don't need anybody's goddamn permission! I'm gonna search every inch of this town in the next three hours, and anybody who interferes will be brought up on murder charges. You got that? You have my permission to stay out of the fucking way! Do you do you have Sister Summer Isle's permission? No, I do not! Cue the Metallica, just like ready to go. He just goes crazy, and it's the again, it's the beginning of the best part of the entire film, which you have to just like go through. 
It's I, Samuel L. Jackson, like, I'm tired of all these snakes on this goddamn plate. And it's like, I'm tired of these women and all their goddamn bees. <laughs> you know what I love, though? Like, I mean, the, the complete difference between the original and now is that, again, I understand that it's like a matriarchal society and they only have so many men at a time. They have enough for breeding and manual labor because there's no, like, young boys. There's no, there's no, uh, like, adolescence there's no middle school or like high school age boys yeah which in turn like wouldn't you need them to like replace the men who were there eventually because otherwise you're gonna have like a period of time where james franco's for well but you just bring them on but then you have a period of time where you have to raise young boys into becoming servants yeah and you're the women are gonna have to work anyways so why not just uh Loophole. I don't know. There's lots of loopholes and <laughs> plot holes in this. I would have to say that the best line in the entire film is is not the bees. What is that? What is that? What is it? Oh no! Not the bees! Not the bees! Ah! Out of my eyes! Not the bees. Oh, the bees! Not the bees! Or, like, you bitches. <laughs> you bitches. You bitches. <laughs> but, I mean, it's it's the most quotable. It's the one that's been made into, like, a meme yeah. quite a few times. And it's so, so over the top. Bees! Bees! Bees in the star! Bees everywhere! God, they're huge! They're ripping my flesh off! Son, uh, roll around. Did you hear me? Roll around on the ground. Forget that. I'm starting to swell up. Save yourself. Don't be the hero. Frank, allergic to bees? Me too. They're huge and they're sting crazy. We'll come back later and check on you. Save yourself. Your firearms are useless against them. Holy shnikes. Mine falls right in line with that as you're all murderers and i'm like you're you're trying to play the moral card to appeal to these people who do not give two shits about you in fact all they care is that you die this is murder murder you'll all be guilty and you're doing it for nothing killing me won't bring back your goddamn honey they want you to be murdered because in their eyes you're just it's your destiny. So calling them anything, yeah, not gonna. They're do not anything. gonna care. Yeah, that's just. Uh, it's just it's so, oh, it's so funny to like go over through those. How about the worst line in the movie, Jack? What do you have for the worst line? I think the one that made me roll my eyes the most was when Nicolas Cage actually pulls a gun on Sister Rose and says, step away from the bike. <laughs> step away from the bike. I won't let her die. So gallant, Sir Knight, still tilting windmills, I see. Right until the end. Get off the bike. Get off the bike. Step away from the bike. Take your stupid mask. Like, come on. No, you even try it at this point. <laughs> you, you, step away from the bike. You can keep your stupid mask, too. 
He should have took the mask. I think it would have been Why? Crazy. It's not going to change anything. Uh, just just to, like, step on it. through the island. They should have had that music for him riding through the island. I absolutely, I hate when he's in the school. And, I mean, it's not when he's all like, you're all liars. And you're the worst liar of them all. Like, who cares? Who cares? You just call everyone a liar. The worst bad part kids. of that, though, is all bad like. Bad kids. <laughs> he says, if anyone stops me, they're like, I will arrest them. That is a promise. <laughs> and I'm like, does the promise, like, instill fear for the arrest? Does it make them believe it for more? For not singling the lane chain? <laughs> I know. Is that it? He's all like, I will bring you on murder charges. That is a pinky promise. <laughs> you little liars. Rowan Woodward is your isn't she? Isn't she? That is her desk. And you're the biggest liar of them all. I am warning you. You tell me another and I'll arrest you myself. That is a promise, Miss... Rose. Sister Rose. Of course. Another plant. Rose. For the last time, where is this girl? <laughs> you pinky promised this. The old god swore it. <laughs> <laughs> my, my worst line... And I don't know, uh, so it's been a while since I watched the unrated version, because I most recently watched... The uh, only difference is the, is the kneecap breaking okay. and the bees. That's literally it. I didn't remember if the very, very, very end where... Um, oh, the Willow... unrated the unrated version does not have the uh, ending with James Franco. Okay, so m- my worst line is when, I think it's, is it Lily, uh, the actress that plays uh, Can't Take a can't take a Kick? Uh, oh, the Helen Hunt clone? <laughs> y- yes. <laughs> Bad when she on. says, she does the callback, take me with you. Oh, will you, will you take me with oh you? Oh my gosh. I was like, come on. If this is the payoff. This is the last line you're going to throw down. Like, what if she's secretly really wanting to get out? Now, there we go. Let's build off that. Let's, let's, I'm good with that. But like Godfather 2, when you think you're out, yeah. they you pull you back in. <laughs> that honey is sticky. <laughs> Can't wash it off. Drew, what would you give this uh, this film? Oh my gosh, I for its complete absurdity and how much it can make me laugh now because I I know it's terrible, but I'm definitely gonna still watch it again. And I'm gonna go out of ten. Okay, I'll go I'm, out of five. Then. I'm gonna <laughs> whatever. I'm I'll gonna give it. Time. I'm gonna give it a uh, six out of ten. Wicker Man's. Wow. Okay, Jack. I'm gonna make up my own system. Oh. <laughs> God, he's such I'm, a rebel. I'm going to give it one half of a full honey bear. Uh, <laughs> what, what, what is that? Be- because the there's, there's still honey in the bear. You just have to really work to get it out. <laughs> no royal honey for you. No royal honey. Oh, get the honey bear. Oh, my God. I apologize for the bad Nicolas Cage throughout this entire thing. Oh, the bear. I know kung fu. That's Aren't you supposed to make this here? <laughs> I give this two... Roadhouse kicks to the face out <laughs> <laughs> of five because it's not a good film, but it's good to it's good for this and it's good. It's for good us. to laugh. It's good to laugh. Yeah, but it's not a good film, and so there's no way in good conscience that I could even give it half of like average. No, it's it's below average. To have a honey bear. To have, <laughs> yeah. Oh, this was a fun fun film to do. It was a fun film to like rewatch because I haven't seen it in quite a few years. And I had never and seen it. And you had it. never seen it before. So that was a really fun night to watch that with you. Mm-hmm. That was that was super fun to do. But yeah. Yeah. Drew, 
tell the folks about our Patreon and how they can actually, you know, get set up and, uh, you know, why we have it. Okay, so guys, the Patreon is up on patreon.com. Just look for the Real Feels podcast. Everything that you can give to the Patreon will actually help support the show and get us better equipment, more prize support for everybody. And there are different tiers that allow you to gain special content for uh, those uh, those supporters, as well as how to influence the show itself. You can help us to decide on what movies to do for specific genres or even decide a brand new genre for us to pick a movie for. So guys, go on there, look for Real Feels Podcast on Patreon, and hey, be one of the realest fans out there. I think I think that'd be pretty great of you. But more importantly, tell your friends about us, tell them to look for us on iTunes and Podbean, check us out on Facebook. We're just, everywhere. Yeah, look for us on the Real Feels Podcast up there, on Twitter, at Real Feels Pod, send us an email, realfeelspodcast at gmail.com, and when we come back, our next episode coming up will be... A mu- not, not a musical, but on music. Okay. A music genre. And hey guys, right. thanks for thanks for having me back. It was it was enjoyable Jack as always. Yeah, Jack. We love Jack. I like Jack a lot. Jack is back. Jack. Jack. <laughs> Thank you. Did you have fun, Jack? I always have fun. This is yeah? a great time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, guys, go out there, leave a review. Five stars. Landing gear. Landing gear. And we will see you next time. You're the realist. And the feelist. The bees! <laughs> Not the bees! Guys, hold on real quick. Before we go, there is a promo for a fantastic show called Spoop Hour. So take a listen right before that ending music is going to take you away. Hey, Sasha. Hey, Courtney. Where can you get hot takes about ghosts, cryptids, farts, and cats? I don't know. Where? On our podcast, Spoop Hour. Oh, that's right. Each week, we talk about the things that spook us out, and we laugh through our fear. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Spoop Hour, and you can listen to our podcast on iTunes, Podbean, or really anywhere else that you get your podcasts. Feel free to also drop us a line at spoophour at gmail.com. We want to hear about your ghosts. Thanks. Thanks.